So let's begin by exploring why change is intrinsically hard. You'd think that in an industry that's all about innovation and improvement, change would be welcomed with open arms. But that's seldom the case, isn't it? The paradox is real. On the one hand, medical practice is all about evidence-based approaches and scientific breakthroughs. On the other hand, introducing new systems or workflows is often met with resistance. Welcome to Medical Money Matters, the podcast where you can find experts, answers, and resources so that you can achieve mastery over the financial and business aspects of your practice. Hello, everyone. I'm your host, Jill Arena. I began my career in accounting and finance, and I have more than 30 years of experience running medical groups. I own and operate a national healthcare consulting and revenue cycle company, and I am the author of Physician Heal Thy Financial Self. In 2020, I co-founded the Physician Leadership Project, and my passion is to increase financial and business literacy for physicians. Episode 54, Why is Change So Hard? Change Management and Leading Change in a Medical Practice. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Medical Money Matters, the go-to podcast for physicians, clinic managers, and administrators. Today, we're tackling a topic that stirs a lot of feelings and opinions, change management. If you're leading a medical practice, you'll know what I mean. Change can be one of the most challenging aspects of managing your practice, especially when you've got multiple stakeholders, including physicians, who often have very strong opinions. The nature of change. So let's begin by exploring why change is intrinsically hard. You'd think that in an industry that's all about innovation and improvement, change would be welcomed with open arms. But that's seldom the case, isn't it? The paradox is real. On the one hand, medical practice is all about evidence-based approaches and scientific breakthroughs. On the other hand, introducing new systems or workflows is often met with resistance. Let's consider all of the psychological factors. First, we have status quo bias, in which people are naturally inclined to stick with what they know because it provides a level of comfort. Next up is loss aversion, which is the idea that losses loom larger than gains. The fear of losing the familiar can outweigh the potential benefits of a new change. Last on this list is cognitive dissonance. When new changes contradict existing beliefs or practices, it creates discomfort, leading to resistance. So, All of those things have your team potentially mired right where they are or doing their level best to foil any forward momentum for change. Now that we've touched on the psychology, let's talk about stakeholders. In a medical practice, you have several, from administrative staff to nurses and, of course, the physicians. Consider that each group may have different values, goals, and fears when it comes to change. Physicians, for instance, may be particularly resistant due to concerns about patient care, increased workload, or even malpractice risks associated with unfamiliar procedures or systems. 
And in most groups, physicians have a great deal of influence, formally and informally, about whether and how changes move forward. As a leader, when you're thinking about navigating stakeholder opinions, there are three strategies. First is open communication. Create forums where stakeholders can express their concerns and ask questions. Second is inclusion. Involve key stakeholders in the decision-making process. It's easier to implement change when the people affected by it feel like they have a voice. Yes, it will take longer to make decisions with more people involved, and that investment of time and energy will pay huge dividends in terms of garnering support. Third is transparency. Clearly communicate the reasons for the change, the steps involved, and the expected outcomes. This helps to reduce the unknown of the situation and allows people to see your vision. So we've looked at why change is hard and how stakeholder dynamics can influence the process. Now let's get into the fun part, strategies for successfully implementing change in a medical practice. Understanding the problem is just half the battle. Solving it is where the real work starts. First, it's critical to build a strong team, including change champions. This means you'll need to identify and recruit internal advocates who can encourage their peers and provide insights into team dynamics. For this step, I encourage you to think about who your formal and informal power brokers are within your group. Recruit them carefully and they will help carry your change through. Next, it's important to set up cross-functional teams so that you involve members from all areas of the practice. This ensures that you'll have diverse perspectives and a great deal of additional insight as you're making decisions and moving forward. Now is a great time to ask yourself, does your group have a culture of continuous improvement? If you can honestly answer yes, then it's off to the races. If the answer is lukewarm or no, then you have a great opportunity to do some educating. Continuous improvement processes always begin with data-driven decision-making. We recommend that you use metrics to track progress and adjust your approach as needed. The next critical piece is feedback loops. Regularly collect feedback from staff and make necessary adjustments. I know some leaders who post their goals and their current progress toward their goals in the break room at their clinics. They can write notes of encouragement on them, which keeps everyone focused on the improvement that's needed and gives them the attaboy or girl that they need. It's also important to celebrate successes with your team. Small wins can go a long way in maintaining morale and momentum. Noticing and calling out team members who've gone the extra mile or specific interventions that made significant changes also helps with morale and momentum. String together enough small wins and enough progress toward the goal, and pretty soon you'll be bringing along even the most reluctant member of your team. As we discussed in our last episode about performance dashboards, adopting evidence-based approaches is the key to success. First, begin with benchmarking. Study other successful practices or case studies to find proven strategies for managing change. 
If I think that a change is likely to encounter a lot of resistance, my tendency is to announce it as a pilot or say to the team that we are doing some pilot testing with this project. Many times, if there is gentler language wrapped around it, people will be more comfortable giving it a try. You may know that it's a long-term change that you want to make, but use of the term pilot helps to ease it in so those who are not so comfortable with change can digest it as a new idea that may or may not be implemented. It's much less threatening for them that way. Again, we can reflect back to those psychological factors and figure out the best way to work with everyone on our teams. And as you're calling it a pilot, this means you'll try the new changes on a small scale first to identify any issues before full-scale implementation. This is generally a smart way to go about any large change, regardless of what you're calling it. So there you have it, a comprehensive yet fun look at why change is so hard and how to manage it effectively in a medical practice. Change may be difficult, but it's also the catalyst for improvement and innovation. By understanding the reasons behind resistance and implementing strategic approaches, Medical practices can not only survive change, but thrive in it. So what's a meaningful change you'd like to see made in your practice? I invite you to go out there and make it happen. Join me for our next episode, where I'll be exploring executive presence and leadership styles with national expert and executive coach, Deborah Dorsett. You can find more information online at medicalmoneymatterspodcast.com and you can subscribe to the Medical Money Matters content website for physician leaders to find budget templates and many other tools. We've included those links in the show notes. As I like to close out these podcasts, congratulations on taking the next step in your professional development and for making the commitment to learn about the financial and business aspects of your practice. I look forward to being on this journey with you and send you my heartfelt gratitude for all that you do for your patients all day, every day.